Welcome forward now. You're listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable. I am your host, Lynn Richardson, here on KBLA Talk 1580. And we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. So we've heard of the Great Recession, but I don't think I would have ever predicted that we would be in a time where we are talking about the Great Resignation, where people um, all over the United States of America are making a choice not to go to work. Uh, here to talk to me, to talk to us, to talk to you about this is um, CPA Chief Financial Officer and Wealth Coach Extraordinaire. Uh, Takesha Artis. Takesha, thank you so much for joining me here uh, at the Millionaire's Roundtable. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, yes. So um, so talk to us about that. You know, first, um, let's talk a little bit about your journey, um, kind of from corporate, out of corporate into your own business, um, but then you kind of right back in corporate because you were able to set your own terms. Tell us a little bit about your journey. Yeah, so... Um my background is accounting. I am a certified public accountant. And what COVID did for us was create remote opportunity. It allowed us to work in the comfort of our home. Now, for accountants, this is a great thing because we really don't need to be in the office. Um, it's a, you know, except for maybe one day a week if, you know, you need to cut checks or something like that, like I did. And so it allowed me to get comfortable doing my own routine. It allowed me to be more efficient because I didn't have people constantly in and out asking questions. Um, I was able to be more time efficient because I was able to say, I'm going to do this work and check emails at this time or do this and do this at this time. So I was able to not just be more efficient, but it allowed me to also live a little bit more. Um, even though it's very deadline driven, it allowed me to interact with friends more. It allowed me to do a lot of things that I didn't have the time to do before. And so as, as the year progressed, um, I started to build my own business up because I had a lot more time freedom. And at some point, my business was making more than my salary. And I decided that I liked that. <laughs> um, and I wanted that time freedom all the time. And so the resignation happened. Um, luckily for me, I was able to then transform them into clients. And so, you know, in the beginning, I was still very much attached to that same kind of schedule, but I quickly worked it out where um, I had more time freedom on my terms as a independent contractor versus an employee. And I think a lot of people are seeing that in their own careers, that they can either do this themselves or being at home gave them a different type of freedom. Wow. Yeah. You know what's so interesting about what you said, because you, you're in the financial services industry, you are required to focus and you are required to get numbers right. And um, you can't make any mistakes when you are the numbers person like that. Every single line item has to add up. And so it's so interesting 
that uh, someone in, in your profession, what you do as a CPA, um, that there was a culture that said you needed to be in the office to build relationships. Um, we People who do numbers, we don't want any relationships. <laughs> Not with the people at work. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, very, it's a very interesting dynamic. Um, and what I did notice is that it made my team take more accountability for their role. Um, you know, you, you have the manager there and they're coming to you constantly with these questions. And at some point it's like, well, we've gone over this. We've gone over this. Like, this isn't new. Like, this happens maybe once a month. Um, I realized that it made them take more accountability for their job and more um, ownership of their responsibilities. So they even became better employees as well but yeah i i don't need to talk to them our email will do um we can do a zoom <laughs> once a month we have a group chat and you know they i'm still there for them but it's all it it forced them to take more responsibility and accountability for doing their job as well yeah and you know i joke about that when i say we don't want any relationships we just want uh, more uh, sustainable relationships. So yeah. if you're able to work from home and I'm able to be more efficient and I don't have to get in my, first of all, I don't have to wake up, uh, you know, put on clothing that is suitable for uh, the office and then get in my car and drive to the office and hopefully get myself some Starbucks or whatever it is I have to do, get out of the car, um, slide the key or whatever it is, wherever the parking situation is um, for where I work, go in the office, say hello to 52,000 people on my way to my desk or my office. Like that's a lot of energy. And so what I'm able to do is in that, you know, by staying home, I'm able to wake up, of course, get myself presentable for my Zoom calls or whatever. Everybody put your pants on. I have seen too many people uh, on a Zoom call and you only dress from the waist up and you forget <laughs> and uh, you're embarrassed. Uh, so put your clothes on. OK, put on all of your clothing. And um, but you don't have to be in your Sunday best or your corporate office best, but you can be casual and still be presentable. Um, but what that does is because I didn't have to spend that hour of time doing those other things. Now I've got more time to actually create a sustainable relationship. What I love, uh, Takesha, about working from home is being able to be creative, but then also um, just like we're doing, you know, um, regularly, we will say, hey, let's take a road trip to Vegas. We'll say, hey, let's go to Jamaica or let's go to Orlando. I like being able to then build relationships in a much more meaningful way. And you give me the capacity. I get the capacity to do that when I don't have to play office hellos and politics every single day, especially when it's unnecessary. Exactly. And I, like I said, I I realized how much more e it was the efficiency that um, really shocked me. Like, Ooh, oh, you just I said something. You wait. You just said something that is so much on point. Um, but you know what? The harvest is here. The time is now. KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. We've got a lot to talk about. More of the Millionaires Roundtable with Lynn Richardson when we come forward on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. 
Broadcasting live from Lower Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time. One day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. As I said, the harvest is here. The time is now. It is time for you to speak what you seek until you see what you say. Takesha is with us here on the Millionaire's Roundtable. Takesha, your journey is just so amazing. Okay, wait. Say that one more time. Speak what you... Speak what you seek. So speak, S-P-E-A-K, speak it out of your mouth. The Bible says, speak those things that are not as though they were. So if you are not wealthy, speak as if you are. If you are not healthy, speak as if you are. If you are not in your ideal career or doing what you love, speak as if you are. So speak, Uh, life and death are in the power of the tongue. So when you speak, what it is that you want. Let me tell you, there is no other way for things to go other than for it to manifest. So speak what you seek. What is it that you're looking for? What is it that you're dreaming about? What are you, um, uh, you know, planning for? What are you hoping for? What are your goals? What are your visions? What are your dreams? So speak what you seek until you see what you say. And that has so much meaning for me. Um, to Keisha, we'll talk about it. We're, we're talking about the great resignation and um, you were, you know, just sharing some things with us about the workplace and efficiency. Um, but we're going to get to this over here in a moment. But right now, I just have to say that's what I had to do when I was broke down under the ground, living from check to Monday. I had to speak what I was seeking. And now I see what I said and I'm going to help other people do the same. I love that. Um, yeah, I just realized when I was working remote how efficient I was. I, I was really surprised by it. So it, it got me to wonder, was I, you know, uh, what was I doing in the office? I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And, and like you said, we, we got that time back because we didn't necessarily have to get up, get out, get traveled. Um, and, and do that. So I was able to start, you know, working a little bit earlier. And because I didn't have the constant questions in and out of my office, I was able to just focus and get a lot of work done. And, you know, sometimes when you're in the groove, you may be working a little bit later because there's no one to tell you like, hey, it's quitting time. It's time to go. So I found myself sometimes working a little later. But what that did was it freed me up at the end of the week because I had I had gave that concentrated effort and, and got stuff done. And so that's where I realized I could probably really focus on my business a lot more than I was because I had a lot more time because I, I was just really focused on getting work done. Yeah, you know, I... Um have come up with a new work week. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if you could call it a week because it's only like two days, (laughs) but, um, I got so efficient that I, I started taking Thursdays off because Thursday is Friday Eve. 
And, um, you know, it's like Christmas Eve. So Friday is coming. Christmas is coming. So on the Eve, you kind of don't do anything either. So I was like, why fake it? Let me just go ahead and take Thursday, y'all. Friday is Friday. Who's working on Friday if you don't have to? Saturday and Sunday? Oh, my God. And then literally by Monday, I was so relaxed. Um, I used to say, like, I could not handle Mondays. But the truth is, I was so relaxed, I could not go into the rush of a Monday. So Mondays, you know, everybody's trying to find you. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. I'm playing hide and seek. Catch me if you can. So Mondays, I took off as well. And so I got to this Tuesday, Wednesday um, work week. Um, And then I realized that it didn't really matter what day of the week it was. If I wanted to do some work, I was going to do some work. But in my mind, I kind of told myself that. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, so I know what you did. And I know that many, particularly in these companies across Uh, the country, the Fortune 500 companies, companies that are on the New York Stock Exchange. I remember um, Mr. Wonderful, I believe it was, from CNBC, and he was on um, talking with the host of of the morning show. I can't even uh, uh, think of what it's called right now. But he was on early in the morning, and he was basically saying how across the uh, platform, uh, the financial executives, the CFOs, Um, And all the financial executives in the companies pretty much gave the CEOs an ultimatum when they were talking about bringing people back to the office prematurely at that. But they were talking about bringing people back to the office and the financial professionals were like, if you make me come back, I'll quit and I'll go someplace else. And so they kind of had the impression that I got was that the financial folk kind of had the whole industry on lock. And, you know, it's not easy to just find a new person to manage your numbers and do your books and, you know, all of those things. So I think, you know, hats off to um, those who are working in the financial um, positions to try to keep things afloat and make sure we're profitable um, for kind of holding the ground for us and allowing those of us who could work from home to continue to work from home. Uh, But, you know, we're talking about the great resignation and the most Uh, You know, this mostly impacts um, minimum wage workers, um, workers in the service industry and folks who, you know, prior to the pandemic were doing whatever they could to go out and make a dollar out of 15 cents so that they could feed their families. And now um, this is a great um, issue with, uh, you know, this group of our beloved fellow citizens not wanting to go back to work. How, how do you, what are your thoughts about that? And how, how do we fix that? Aside from raising salaries, which in philosophy, it sounds good, but at the end of the day, um, it's numbers and you cannot spend more money than you make. You cannot pay people more money than you have available. What are your thoughts about that? Um, I think it's a number of things. I don't think it's just, I think people got comfortable at home. I think, um, for maybe moms and single moms, it, it's not so much of, I, I don't want to go back. It's the school system won't allow me to go back because my kids are maybe, they're still remote. So some people, um, you know, they're being forced to resign. And I think those that don't want to go back, I think it's, they realize that what they were doing, maybe they don't want to do anymore. So I know there's been a lot of people changing careers. Yes. And um, it's given them that wake up call, I think, from the people that I've talked to, that now it's time to follow their dreams. Yeah. Um, or go for more. 
So I think, you know, it will have some bad repercussions, but I think, you know, it it, it may do a lot of people a lot of good. You know, you... companies won't like it, but, you know, for the individual, it, it may do them good. You know, I think we have to go back to a time where, you know, uh, the workforce was a little different when you and I were growing up. I mean, particularly me, I'm a little older than you, but when I was growing up, people went, if you were in high school or in college, you went to go work at, um, the local, um, you know, whatever, whatever it was, the gas station or the, the restaurant or, um, the department store. Um, and, um, then you work there and it was just to make money. And then you went on to do whatever you were going to do in your career. Once you graduated or got your certification or your training, I think now all too often, I know my kids are, you know, different, um, than how we were growing up. They, they didn't work anywhere. Basically. I mean, they worked for the home-based business and may, is that the reason why they, you know, my middle child worked at Starbucks, I think, for a week. It was like, I can't do it. Let's talk about real estate, real estate, real estate. Hi, I'm financial expert Lynn Mitchison. You've seen me on Good Morning America, The Breakfast Club, and KBLA Talk. I'm so excited about sharing with you the Home Buyers Club. It's time for you to get the home of your dreams. No credit, no problem. Low credit, no problem. No down payment, no problem. I'm excited about you getting a piece of the American dream. Join the Home Buyers Club today. About the Great Resignation and um, the workforce is a bit uh, discombobulated and upside down, but maybe, maybe just maybe the workforce is right side up for the first time. Takesha Artist is here with me on the Millionaires Roundtable, and I'm just so excited to have you here. Um, we got to talk a little bit more about how you are actually moving into what it is that you love. As I shared, you know, my kids had regular jobs, I guess, that you would get as a teenager or young adult couldn't do it and um i remember the day my oldest daughter she was working at i believe um target and she just said mom i can't do it and i was like you know what you should go and find what it is that you love and so i encouraged that i encouraged um them to go out and pursue what they love um and or to use their creativity in other ways so takisha i'm just not quite sure how do we fix um, this? How do we fix it? You know, I don't know either. I, I think people are finding their passion. They're resigning to do things that they love because they've been doing things that they didn't like for so long. Or they've been in, you know, workforce situations where it didn't um, lead them to the personal growth. I think, you know, each generation seek something different in the workplace. And I think the millennials were very adamant about um, doing things on their on their terms, seeking, um, you know, good work-life balance. And I think this new generation, you know, I really don't know what they're doing. Um, I don't think they know what they're doing. Um, and that's okay because they're still young. They still have a couple years to figure it out. But I think it, it may do the economy some good. It, it may be a little bit of heartache for, you know, certain companies. But I think as a person, they're following and starting careers that they've always wanted to do. And now it's they have the freedom to do that now. Woo. I know a lot of people are starting 
home-based businesses simply out of necessity. Moms can't go back to work because the children are still remote. So they still need that income. So they're realizing, hey, I have these gifts, strengths, and talents that I have to make it work. So going back to the office is an, is an automatic no. Wow. Yeah, I, I think it's... um. This is a great time from my perspective to build legacy. This is a great time from my perspective for us to really take our power back. This is a great time uh, for us to, um, you know, build these family businesses again. There was a time when as African-Americans, um, business and eat and commerce was the, the centerfold of our culture. And, you know, we know. Um, all about, you know, the things that have happened in history from Rosewood to Tulsa, where African-American thriving economies were burned and, you know, torched to the ground. And uh, the L.A. riots, um, although that was a different scenario, it was triggered, you know, by social injustice. Um, I think that this is now the time. I don't think that there could have been a better way for our young people to begin to see that you really can create um, the life that you want and you can earn money while doing it and you can earn money doing what it is you love, which brings me to you because you um, kind of, you're, you're metamorphosizing, if that's a word, like a butterfly. Um, you've been a, a caterpillar inside of the corporate space and then kind of, you broke out of that, the butterfly, but the beautiful thing about a butterfly is it has so many different colors. You you can't really predict what the caterpillar is going to be when it becomes a butterfly. And you have just moved into another area of coaching. Um, who Who is the audience that you want to speak directly to, Takesha? I want to talk to the startup entrepreneur who hasn't quite figured out that they can do it. Yeah. The, the me, when I started, I couldn't, I knew I had these skills. I knew that I could make money doing it, but I didn't have the confidence. I didn't have the know-how. I didn't have the, the right mindset to say, I can get paid off of my knowledge in a different way because I have been so Program to believe that the only way to be successful was to get it through a job. Wow. So now I'm this entrepreneur and I'm, I'm struggling to get the right mindset to say that you can, the same thing you were doing for them, you're doing over here. You just set the terms. And so it ha I have to come out of this employee mindset of, I can do this on my own terms. I can set my own hours, my own wage um, or rates. And I think a lot of women have these great million-dollar ideas, but they're talking themselves out of it because they don't see how it's possible or see where they'll find the time. or you know. So they have these negative thoughts, and I'm here to tell them that it is definitely possible. It is absolutely possible. Get you a financial plan, and let's do this thing. You know, yeah, you know, I think what it is for for women um, in particular, because we're the organizers in most cases, we're the planners, we're the thinkers. So we know what our current existence is and we're trying to figure out, well, how am I going to make that work? And the truth yeah. is, it's not your business to know how it's going to work. 
Um, what it is, is your, your business is to take one step at a time right where you are and make that decision and make that step work. And then when you get to the next step, make the next step work because truly there's no way to predict how it's all going to go. It's almost no, like, it, yeah, no, go on. No, and it won't even make sense how, how you think it's going to go and how it actually will work out will not be the same. Oh, let me tell you, wait, you are preaching now because that's where faith comes in. And that's where this concept I always talk about. If you just keep moving forward, you will collide into your promise. It, it kind of doesn't really happen the way you think it's going to happen. Just like Takesha said, you're going to collide. The harvest is here and the time is now. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Looking for legitimate political discourse without the bear spray? Tune in and speak out. KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time and one dime at a time. And that means you. The harvest is here and the time is now. And guess what? It is your season to win. Even though we're talking about the great resignation, I feel like we are talking about the great elevation. I think that people who uh, said, no, I'm no longer going to do that, are going to find the power to do what it is uh, that they love. Takesha, um, this is um, amazing. I think your story and your journey and your journey is still unfolding and you um, just kind of going with the flow. And, and how was that for you? Because, you know, as you said, you don't really know the way it's going to go. But as a CPA, it's your job to, you know, calculate everything down to, you know, it's an exact science. Your whole life is an exact science. Talk to us about that. It has been um, a season of trust for me. As, as I've had to trust things that I've asked for, that I've prayed for, and my faith and belief grew. There is, um, I want to know what's going to happen when I do this. And I've had to learn that I can only do my part and God will do his part. And I've just constantly tell myself, we are co-creating my life. And I have to surrender what I don't know, but know, do what I do know. Ooh. And... That's, that's been it. I, where I want to hold on tight and say, hey, what are we doing here? This feels uncomfortable. I don't think this is where we should go. I have to take that step back and say, this isn't my part. Do my part and he will do the rest. Wow. And it has not been easy. As a single mom, we packed up, sold our house, and moved to across the country. Um, you sure did. You, you were worse than it, me. You just jumped <laughs> up and left. I had to talk and to people was, and <laughs> yeah, it was the best thing. It was the best thing for both of us. Yeah, it, my life. If I can't even still, and we've been here almost a year, articulate how much we've grown in terms of peace, in terms of my finances, in terms of my network, in terms of just myself as a woman, as a business owner. It's it's just been everything. Did you, you said net worth. Wow. You know, it's, I'm so glad you said that because I was just having a conversation with someone the other day and people often, 
you know, and I had this, I shared this view. I'm never going to move to California. I'm never going to buy a house in California. The cost of living is too high. And, you know, you and I have talked about this and I want to hear you um, share this uh, with our listeners. But I believe that if the cost of living is higher, then my capacity to handle it will be even higher than that. Um, so I, I will not move into a space where I will be upside down or a house rich and cash poor. I will actually now encounter opportunities that will enable me to do even more in a high cost area than I was, you know, in a lower cost area. And this is certainly not to say everybody needs to move to a high cost area. I just think to each his own, but that is one of the big fears. And so you've talked about increasing your joy, increasing your peace, living your dream, but also increasing your net worth. That's huge. Yeah, <clears throat> it it was, um, I think because I, not only did I now have this efficiency, um, I had more time, I had more creative energy, I had more opportunity to um, sit and think. You know, when you're in the hustle and bustle, you are just going through the motions. I had that peace that allowed me to sit and think about what the next steps were. What did my business look like? What did I? What did my dream business look like? What What did the owner of that business look like? And I didn't have that before. Um, so, you know, moving here, it just it's like a trickle effect. You do this, and this happened. And so that's why I say, like, you can't predict what's going to unfold. I never could have predicted this. I I didn't even think it was. Um. A possibility. It just wasn't on my radar. And so what I thought this life would be like and what unfolded was even better than what I could even dream of. You know what? That That's what I say all the time. I I still stand daily and throughout the day in gratitude about what God has done for my life. And like you, uh, I have to trust him and then I have to do the part that I know how to do. And I'm constantly reminded, especially when I don't want to do my part, that I've got to do my part. I've got to show up. I've got to speak. I've got to talk, uh, do this radio show. I've got to go out on the Prosper Tour. I've got to empower. Why? Because the harvest is here. The time is now. Hi, I'm financial expert Lynn Richardson. You may have seen me on Good Morning America, The Steve Harvey Show, or Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell. Guess what? Did you know you can get your money back if you hire your kids? You can get your money back if you go out to eat. You can get your money back if you go on a vacation. Well, guess what? In my book, Get Your Money Back, Tax Deductions You Never Know About, I'm going to teach you how you can get your money back with your home-based business legally, ethically, and all with the permission of the IRS. Just go to askglenn.org. We've been talking about the great resignation, but it may be the great elevation. And uh, people have started home-based business um, because it is a necessity. Um, Takesha, I literally felt like Noah, uh, and I still do, uh, telling people it's going to rain, it's going to rain, it's going to rain. Everybody looking, everybody laughing. I mean, right at the top of 2020, a few things happened. Uh, we had our annual wealth experience in January of 2020. It was our fifth annual wealth experience, which, um, kind of evolved from what I started about 15 years ago as the wealth retreat. When I got into the entertainment business, um, MC Light and Faith Evans and a whole bunch of other folks said, we need to get together 
we do. And we need this time at the beginning of the year to collaborate, to unify in sisterhood, to build businesses, opportunities. Um, and there's just no other time of the year like the beginning of the year. The first five to seven days of the year are the most creative and nurturing um, days of the year um, to birth you know, new ideas. And so it, it proved to be not just right uh, and on point, but people felt it and their lives were transformed. So we had uh, this great wealth experience for the first time we had it in LA. We had been in Miami and Puerto Rico and other places, but it really felt like LA was home. So we did that. Unfortunately, soon after Kobe Bryant and his daughter, uh, were killed in the um, helicopter crash. And then it just began to be a spiral of things. And then all of a sudden we were hit with the pandemic. And it was right during that time, Takesha, where I thought for a second about abandoning my message. I remember one day talking about a home-based business and inside my head while I was talking, the words were coming out, but inside my head, I was like, you know, they're sick and tired of you saying this. You got to come up with a new speech. You got to come up with something new. And then, of course, the pandemic hit and I had everybody's undivided attention. And New Wealth University got students all over the planet because for the first time, the planet was unified in its need to figure out something. And so what you're saying is just right on point. And everybody still needs a home based business. And you've incorporated that for you, your son and your legacy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like this is the only place that you will be able to have an avenue where your salary isn't capped by someone else's standards or someone else's budget. It's unlimited. It's, it's, it will go as high as you believe it can go. Wow. You know, and I don't know if people really honestly believe that about themselves until they get in it. And, and then, which is why, you know, believe it or not, having a home-based business does not mean it's homely. Um, Amazon started out as a home-based business. Facebook started out as a home-based business in a college dorm. Um, and so a, a home-based business can be a world-class business. And I think that's the message Absolutely. we need to, yeah, that's the message we need to start communicating to our women, our children, our mothers and brothers and sisters and daughters, because the harvest is here and the time is now. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. We knew you'd stick around. This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome forward. Now, this is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. The harvest is here. The time is now. The great resignation can be the great elevation. I think it's all about how we view it and how we say it. I've, I said it before. I'll say it again. Speak what you seek until you see what you say. Um, one of the biggest challenges to Keisha with the home-based business um, has been this concept of hiring your kids to work in your home-based business. I mean, when they're younger, when they're five and six and 10 years old, um, it might be a little easier to direct their energy and they may even think it's fun. But what has it been like for you um, having um, 
a son, a college age student, and incorporating this whole concept of hiring him to work in the home-based business, building the family empire, increasing the net worth, and you know, saving money on your taxes. What's that been like? It's been amazing. Um, you know, kids—they're very creative. They know, um, especially with the social media stuff. They know, like, mom, don't get on this app. Mom, get on this app. You need to be doing this. You need to be in your stories. So he's very good at directing and letting me know. Okay, you know where to be. Um, and he is—I use his strength. I don't force him to. Okay, I need this, but you're not good at this, so figure it out. So I say, what are you? What do you want to bring? What are you good at? And we can develop those because you may need them. You may decide that you like that. Um, my pictures, that boy, he is really good at it. And, you know, it has been him being involved and knowing this is how we eat. This is how we create our lifestyle. And you benefit from it. So I need some of those resources back from you. Um, wow. Tax-wise, it's been a, a, a game changer for me. Um, Benefit-wise, it's been a game changer for him because now he's 21 and he already has, you know, a couple thousand saved up for retirement. Yep. I, at 21, I was, that was the last Girl, thing. please. I was like, I was retirement? <laughs> <laughs> Baby, oh, girl, I was like, go ahead on. I remember my first job, and I was just like, who is FICA, and why do they take more of my money out? Like, I don't want to contribute to that. And they're like, that's not how that works. Um, but, yeah, so it's, it's just, you know, I, I really think with kids, if you explain to them and talk to them more about money, they get it more. They get you you want to do these things, but maybe financially you're capped. They they understand. I think it's the pride of the parents um, to not want to share those things. But if you tell them, they will understand and they get it and they will help. My son, I remember on the old Periscope days when I first started doing live videos, it was me and my son for several weeks, and he would be like encouraging me. He is my number one fan, and you know it's just. Hire him was just the right decision. Um, and I let him do the time when, you know, he has it available during classwork or, you know, schoolwork. And it, it works. Yeah. But I'm also teaching him skills that he may, if he wants to do entrepreneurship or whatever, he still has those skills. Yep. Yep. And, I, you know, I just I love the whole idea of them having the skin in the game because this is how we eat. And um, yeah. I think that those are skills like he's he's learning about the stock market. He's like, I want to know more. He's asking the right questions. And I'm just like, yay, because he's dating my daughter. So they're going to be financially free. The harvest yeah. is here and the time is now. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Lynn Richardson is making millionaires. One family, one day, one dollar. One dime at a time. You're listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable on KBLA Talk 1580. Lynn Richardson wants to help you build multiple streams of income and create more passive income for yourself. You're listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable on KBLA Talk 1580. 
Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time and one dime at a time. And that means you. The harvest is here. The time is now. It is your season to win. I want you to go uh, to uh, KBLA1580.com. Download the KBLA app because you don't want to miss this. We're going, we have more. We had a lot. We've got some more coming. And the great resignation can actually be the great elevation. Takesha Artis is a CFO, a financial wealth coach, a financial wealth coach, a financial wealth life coach. I'm just going to throw them all in there. And um, Takesha, you are helping other women do exactly what you did and more. And so what are your um, what are your thoughts um, for what we need to do with this great elevation? I think, number one, you need to make sure that you reframe the doubt. It's going to come up. It's the the moment you think that you can't remind yourself that you can't and that you are in a season of co-creation and do your part and let God do the, the rest. And like you said, take one step. That's all it takes. One step. The doubt will come. Reframe the doubt. Take another step. The doubt will come. Reframe the doubt and have that faith that this will be what you need it to be and, and, and enjoy the process. You know, that is so, so important to enjoy it, to get to this place in life, even if life is not doing what you want it to do. Make a decision to flow with it and to enjoy it anyway. Make a decision um, to be um, in peace and in harmony. My uh, thoughts come from Ecclesiastes 5 and 19. It's one of my favorite scriptures. And um, there are many different versions of, of this particular scripture. And the one that I love the most, essentially what it says, when God gives a man wealth uh, and uh, riches and enables him to enjoy them, this is a gift from God. Uh, But I often uh, will also revert to another version of this scripture. And it it doesn't say when God gives a man, and that's a woman as well. It says God has given every man and woman, riches and wealth, and has given him and her the ability to enjoy them and to rejoice in his or her work. This is a gift from God. So the thought here, the action here, and the movement here is God has given you riches and wealth. He's given you the ability to enjoy it. You must choose. And he's blessed you with the ability to rejoice in your work. Do what you love and the money will follow. The harvest is here. The time is now. You've been listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable right here on KBLA Talk 1580. Oh my God, we've had so much fun together, but you still have work to do, okay? First, I want you to go to all the social media platforms and follow me at Lynn Richardson. I am on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and honey, I got a TikTok too, okay? I got 
a TikTok, okay? So go to all those platforms, follow me. The next thing I want you to do is to get help, get started. Go to www.asklin.org. That's www.asklin.org. And guess what? I want you to stay tuned to the KBLA Midday Money Chain ahead of the crypto curve with Naja Roberts. It's up next after news and traffic on KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.